Hello and welcome back to another episode on Hype A with me, Kristalina, as your host. Today, episode nine, we have Magali René. Magali is a compassion and confidence expert, CEO of Workplace Catalyst, and a transformational coach. She activates compassion, authenticity, and impact in organizations, executives, and entrepreneurs. Her business coaching applies a unique blend of growth mindset along with business and marketing strategy. Magali supports leaders in finding the confidence to successfully transition careers, launch their businesses, and shift their habits to create epic results. Let's welcome Magali. Hi, Magali. How are you doing Hi. today? I'm doing so well and all the better because I'm on here and connecting with you and on this uh, podcast. I've been so excited about us making this happen. I'm really excited. And as I said, you know, chatting with you, it's been a long time com coming. And uh, I really know that a lot of the high pay listeners are going to be really taking a lot of tips from your from your coaching you know what you do so let's just go back to the start like how how did it all come about how did how did you how did you get into coaching and we'd have to go back to when I was five <laughs> <laughs> my mother says that I've been coaching since I was five years old which is so funny she goes you would sit around with the adults and be like well tell me about that right so uh, you know, I think sometimes our calling, if you will, found, finds us, right? Our professions find us. That's certainly been the case for me. Uh, if we want to go into the formality of it, then I think I started coaching in about 2018 uh, formally. And yeah, so since 2018, I don't I haven't even counted how many years that is, but it's something I think I've been doing in one way, shape or form since I was very young yeah and I think it was around the same time that we met probably 2018 for as sure. well yeah um on a leadership program and um you know our careers have gone through their amazing trajectory since that leadership program and I have no doubt that that program had also supported you to get to where you are now is that correct a hundred percent it's I think actually we did that even I think it was before 2018 that you and I met uh, because I was already kind of coaching through that pro like that program by 2018. But yeah, we've you know, it was a per it's a personal it was a personal development program, to be very specific. And um, I often, you know, I've been to a bunch of therapists. I've done all, quote unquote, the work even before I did that program. And I tell you doing a personal development, leadership development program and having coaching is so much more, it was so much more effective, at least in my experience, right? I've been to, I mean, I spent years in therapy offices, but at the end of the day, we can psychoanalyze ourselves until the end of days. But if we're not taking action and if we're not turning our trauma into triumph and taking action on all these ideas that we have and building our muscles of confidence, then it doesn't matter how many offices, how many, you know, therapists, how many spiritual healings and all the things you do, you got to put it into action. So yeah, that definitely you're dead on that. That did change my life in a big way. Yeah, it really did. It did me too. Um, <laughs> in a big way. Um, but you know, I love that phrase that you just shared just very briefly and probably without you realizing how important it is, turning trauma into triumph. Do you want to speak into that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. And I think especially for those artists, which is I would imagine the the majority of your audience, for those audiences out for those artists out there, I'm sure you understand the power of your pain right? The power of your experiences, both good and bad. And I, I brought up the trauma stuff because we were talking about personal development and we were talking about therapy and all the things. I am the first to admit I've gone through it in my life, right? And mm -hmm. so, but what have I chosen to do with that? And I think artists more than almost anyone understand how much juice, right? And how much like uh, uh, content and art and beauty 
and creativity is available when we take the painful experiences we've had and we direct them, we channel them and we use it um, for the good. You know, we use it to, sometimes we're just doing it to heal. Like we're, mm -hmm. we're putting it towards something just because we've got to use it somehow. And if we're not channeling it in these healthy, creative ways, then we can be turning it inward. And that's when we start to self-sabotage and do things that are harmful or take part in these vices that we just need to somehow cope where there are so many ways to cope. And one of the ways to turn, one of the ways to cope is to turn your, what did I say? Uh, trauma into triumph, mm -hmm. um, using your pain and turning it into purpose. I'm with the letters y'all, right? Yeah, I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally making notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm making notes. I'm making notes with all of your magical phrases. Uh, was it yeah. pain into purpose? Love pain that. into purpose, yeah. So, and, and, you know, I do that in one way. I share a lot of content online and I write a lot and uh, write articles or I, you know, when I'm lucky to land uh, broadcast work and being on, on television or whatever have you, I do it in, in that way, right? But as an artist, and honestly, that's my art. My art is is the pen. My art is the way that I see the world and how I guide people through their journeys and help them to you know, find alignment again, right? Find confidence again, um, move there, move through their pain and put that into effective places. But for you as an artist, I mean, you and I go way back, you know, Cristalina <laughs> is like a really, really dear friend of mine. And um, it's like a soul sister connection. So I've seen the trajectory and just to watch so much of what you've been through and how you've been able to create such beauty like such like I love your work as you know I'm obsessed I'm obsessed you. with you <laughs> but you know I also know some of the hard things you've been through mm -hmm. and know how that has created that's been fodder for mm -hmm. your art and um that's a very powerful thing that's how we create the kind of worlds the kind of life first, the kind of relationship second, and then the kind of world that we want is we take the painful, hard things and we don't dwell on those. We use it as fuel. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of what you've just shared. Um, and thank you for seeing me. Um, but, you know, it's always, it's always quite difficult to navigate authenticity online when, you know, even if you're going through a transition or a painful episode or a situation that, you're channeling into the creative industry whether it's like music as a singer as an artist painter whatever it is in the arts in general um to of course be consistent but it's it's also like people so for example with myself not getting like sharing too much information I, I have quite a big following and I think people have an idea about me that isn't really true to self or true to soul. And that can be quite difficult to um, navigate, um, especially when the trajectory that you mentioned can seemingly look like it's an upward, up the ladder, everything is good, everything is fine. Life happens and it's not always in alignment or it's not always as it seems online I don't know if I'm expressing myself correctly but it's sort of like things come to revisit oneself as a creative mm -hmm. so past traumas may come up issues may come up um regarding career etc etc and so the trajectory can be quite cyclical at times as we move in from one chapter of our lives into a transformation that's transmuted into the work the creative work and uh, and then comes back around again um how how would you coach someone who's how would you coach me <laughs> but how would you coach someone who's um navigating sovereignty online um while still keeping it authentic Ooh, that's such a like that's a that's a good question because it's something that i deal with right because there's the persona there's the public there's the work and the work is something that we want people to look at and we want people to ingest and take with them and that's what we want right we want the following 
um, because that's what moves the work forward, be it the creative artistic work and sharing that with the world and getting that out there or whether it's the work that I do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we want that. At the same time, I always say for me, <laughs> it's like, look at me, don't look at me, look at me, don't look at me, look at me, don't look at me. So, um, same. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, it's so interesting. So I think what I do, so I'm going to share kind of what I do. And in that, I hope that some of that lands for you and for your listeners what I do is I do my level best to be authentic. Uh, and in the workplace, right, one of my, com my company, one part of my company is Workplace Catalyst. And, and we do work with executives and we do work with, with organizations and companies all over the globe of all sizes. And in that space, I often say we need to be, as compassionate leaders, we get to be mindfully vulnerable. And so I take that piece and say, when it comes to persona and online, mindful vulnerability is really effective. In other words, it may not serve me to pour my absolute gut-wrenching drama, <laughs> right? I'm yeah. a Leo, I'm a Leo on top of that. But like the gut-wrenching <laughs> drama of the breakups and the heartbreak and the blah, blah, blah. That's not something I necessarily want to share in all its glory, gory glory, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I also, I also don't think, sorry to just interject. I also don't think that people want to read that really online. I don't think they do. You know, some people do, but when you think about who it is that wants to read that, that's probably not who you really want. Exactly. Just yeah. Right. People that get off on like sad things. Mm. Um, at the same time, I do think it's important to, to share mindfully mm -hmm. that it isn't all rainbows and sunshine because the life, it wouldn't, it's not realistic. Like life is not all rainbows and sunshine, even when you are on an upward trajectory as an, you know, fill in the blank, but we'll say artist for the sake of this conversation, you can be on the upward trajectory, but guess what? life ebbs and flows. So mm -hmm. that takes me to the second part. So the first part was me, how I try and share. I try and be as authentic as I can without pouring my guts out and making everybody really uncomfortable, right? <laughs> At the same time, the flip side of that is recognition as you move through your process and your growth and wherever you are that you're listening, just the accepting what is accepting what is from awareness and not judging it because one of the things Cristalina and I learned in our in our in that coaching program that we were doing uh, that personal development program was man is a meaning making machine right we are meaning making machines so we make up meanings about the ebbs and the flows of our lives our creative lives our career lives and so when I am in a situation or a position where I'm like, okay, well, I'm just noticing we need clients. Let's make that happen. Right. And I notice there's an ebb in my business, like what it takes for me to say, okay, release that judgment, be with it. It is what it is. What are the reasons? Look at it, face it, look at what it really is. Not from the, cause I'll paint that picture and try and gloss over it so I can get through another day. But recognizing like we don't get to gloss over it. We get to look at it. Okay, what's not working? Here's what I haven't been doing. And here's what I get to do. And at the same time, not making it mean something about my worth or about here we go again. This is like me circa 2017 when I was <laughs> doing my personal development program with eight bucks in my pocket. Like, right? Like the drama. Yeah. Right? So this really, and, and something I had said to a friend of mine, who's doing so well in her career. And she called me and she was like a couple of months ago when she was in a lull. And she was like, girl, I haven't been working. I've been sitting on this couch and I don't know. It's just not happening. Like things aren't moving forward. And, you know, I said, there's a lot to be learned in the ebb. There's as much to be gathered in the ebb as there is in the flow. Mm -hmm. You can't flow all the time without like a really big team, without finding a way to sustain it. Maybe it's not a big team, but it's gotta be sustainable. 
And for many of us, especially those artists who are listening, who are just a one man band, right? If you're a one man band, which I was for a long time, there's only but so many hours and there's only but so much you can do without burning yourself out. And I'm a woman and I'll be really honest. There are very sensitive men out there and there are very stoic women out there. But as uh, biologically speaking, women need different things than men need. And I, you know, taxed my adrenals just like trying to overwork. So let me reel it back in because I'm rambling now. But the point that I'm trying to make, I'm like, whoa, um, (laughs) is to say there's as much in the ebb, there's as much to be gained in the ebb as there is in the flow. And sometimes the ebb is the universe telling you to rest. The ebb is your creative juices need to be replenished. The ebb can be a sign that something isn't working and something isn't sustainable and you've got to rejigger something. So like, okay, maybe I need to reassess what I've been doing is no longer working anymore. So let's look at it again. Let's revisit and let's change. Those are the opportunities that the ebb affords you. So instead of spending that downtime, flipping out and judging yourself for being such an F up, right. Or like being a failure, quote unquote, cause that's my conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the conversation I work through instead of doing that, think to yourself, how can I use this most effectively rest reassessment, reorganization, creativity, and yeah. then just know the flow is on its way. Absolutely. And I, obviously I resonate highly with what you're saying. And, you know, with me, I'm also, a workaholic um (laughs) but 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 in this most natural state art has always been my constant if anything else is not a constant because obviously that that's not possible in life change as we know is inevitable high pay listeners um but the art for me is always a constant. It's always a place that I come back to and go forward into and fall into. Um, it's also my most discomforting and comfortable zone as well. Um, and I know that when I'm in the ebb of a situation, I sort of see it like a moment of beauty. However painful that situation is, it's experiencing the human condition. My higher self is telling me that my ego is freaking out (laughs) and um but it's in those magical heart opening moments or mind opening or soul opening moments when I at least me myself and I body mind and soul feels like it's creating alchemy through the paintings through the work that I create and In another way, I also do it as an act of service, a service to spirit, but also a service to others and the service to those who have been on my journey for all this time. Like, for example, today I was like, effort, I'm going to leave Instagram. (laughs) I'm done. Done with the stupid game. Throwing in the towel. It's over. I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Delete it all. Yeah. Done. I'm not going to play that stupid game. You know, the Instagram game. The system. (laughs) The system. The ego was going crazy, you know. And I was like, what am I doing? I have to, I have to stay committed to the people that have been following me on this journey for a long time, for a long, long time. And in an, in a weird way online, there is a community there that I have to and must uphold. And if if they haven't so for example with with what I do just um just a a quick share is I I am in a place of leadership so therefore I must lead by example no matter what is going on um and um and I feel like that's that's you know that's what I do and and during that ebb there is this kind of opportunity for great change and I also have this weird feeling because you know I'm hugely psychic is that I'm going to look look back at that ebb situation or experience and look back on it in six months 12 months time and just go wow I really see the results of what I created during that time as a beneficial um as a beneficial thing for my mind for my stamina for my courage for whatever it is vulnerability um that ends up being part of the world and that the product of that is the paintings the works that I create 
Um, and hopefully that inspires one person to go ahead and do the thing, whatever it is, not just painting, but going ahead and being a leader and being of service with the gifts that one shares, one can share with the world. Um, yeah, slight share there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think it's what I'm hearing there is, well, I was hearing a discipline and commitment. And I know for some artists, and I like to think of myself as a creative for sure. And uh, as a creative, the word discipline kind of freaks me out. And sometimes that feels very like, very have to, have to, have to, mm -hmm. have to, obligatory which then makes me want to rebel against my own self. It's a whole, it's a, it's a sick cycle. Um, and so I've adjusted that to devotion. Mm. And that's what I was hearing in what you yes. were saying was a devotion to your art, a devotion to the people who follow you, a devotion to moving through those ebbs and moving into the flow and then honoring what came out of it and knowing that you're going to look back. We all do. It happens. And we can always look back at all of the difficult things. And if we choose it, there's always a way to celebrate the hard things. There's always a way to celebrate the result of what was awful and or painful or traumatic, right? Um, it happened to me, not for me. So mm. I heard a lot in what you just shared and I loved it. <laughs> thank you just yeah. living just living the human experience guys and girls right. ladies and gents and people day by day day by day step moment by step by moment. moment yeah that was another one from our leadership program transformational training um living from one moment to the next you know moment to moment experience yeah um and obviously the laws of attraction were also spoken about during that transformation at least for me that's what i that was a big takeaway for me um Ooh, that's juicy yeah it was yeah. definitely definitely intention right living from intention. intention so yeah like what is it that you're intend what is your intention and create that within yourself first that's that's what I get um what kind of tell me about the clients tell us tell us the high pay listeners and myself about the clients that you coach and what their questions are what 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 sort of thing do they want to improve on aspect of their lives or work situation just a general or even a few examples if you'd like to share yeah you know I just say that I've coached many such a gamut like a, a really wide array of people I've coached um baby entrepreneurs right people who are just trying to trying to figure out their purpose um I've coached multi-hyphenate uh human beings, like people that have businesses and also have jobs and also have multiple talents. You know, one of my clients was a, she's a songwriter and a successful one too. And she is a therapist, like a family therapist and successful at that too. Um, I've coached, you know, I had, I had someone who was in catering. He was working 80 hour weeks and he wanted to be an event producer. He's now producing events for Bezos. And I mean, I can just name drop all day. Aston Martin, you name it. He's coaching, mm -hmm. he's, he's producing events for them um, mm -hmm. at a really high level. I've coached executives. Uh, I've coached CEOs. I've coached people that are multimillionaires, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, which is, it. it's so, oh, I mean the whole thing, right. And, and also people who are just starting out. And what I'll, I, I gave you all those examples and I'm not, my goal wasn't to name drop, although mm -hmm. I'm not above name dropping. My goal was to share that all of those people, yeah. they all experience and are challenged by the exact same things. And that can, and I find it boils down to usually I'm going to give myself three, even though really two are coming up, but it is three. The first is authenticity. It's three authenticity, confidence, and compassion. And that compassion usually begins with self-compassion people that are high achieving. I love the name of your, uh, of your podcast of this podcast Cause I always think it's like type A is all I hear in there, you know, like, uh, yeah. 
And those of us who want to succeed yeah. and yeah. want to get our creative works out there in the world, and those of us who want to operate at a high level uh, and share ourselves in some way with the world, we are the ones who are the hardest on ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we are the ones who oftentimes can be the most afraid to be seen, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, it's a Joseph, a Joseph Campbell quote. I'm going to butcher it and paraphrase <laughs> it, but it's like the cave you fear to enter is where your treasure lies. So yeah, just yeah. know that the people who are the most creative, the most seen, the most vis vocal or, or visual out in the world, oftentimes they're the ones who are the most afraid. They have the least confidence. You know, they're the hardest on themselves. They lack compassion. They wonder, am I being authentic? How can I be most myself? I'm putting on a front. Like, how do I adjust that? I want to show up as the real me. So these are the things we all are challenged with. And that's what I coach. That's what I support people with. Yeah. And um, I hope that I mean, makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. It totally does to me. And I'm sure it does to the high pay listeners as well. Um, you know, confidence is a really big thing because for me, you know, confidence is an energy that one exudes and one another another feels. Um, and for me, that's a really big one. Because if, like, for example, if I don't feel confident within myself, like, it feels like everything crumbles. <laughs> like, everything around me crumbles. I don't feel confident in my body. I don't feel com confident in myself. I don't feel confident in my mind. Um, and and that's that's kind of the big thing for me. And then with confidence, for me, it's um, it's where also the authenticity is. Because if I'm not feeling confident within myself, then... I'm not being authentic to myself and therefore I'm being less compassionate to myself. And therefore that's also being expressed out there um, too. Yeah. What's coming up for me is the energy of it all, right? Because our energy uh, enters the room before we do. Yeah. And our yeah. energy is transmuted into everything we do. So certainly it all, it all comes from us. Yeah. Sure. And it's, and then of course that energy that's, that's arrives before you enter a room is also expressed online and I think that a lot of people um may take that for granted or may not see the power the energy really has because if you're not feeling in that state of and it's again not to say that one needs to be confident 100% of the time all 20 or 24 7 all the time um but it's it's also confident in the work that one produces as well, confident in the skill sets that one has, confidence in um, one's training, confidence that it took so many trials and errors to get to that place at the present moment, to speak about it, speak on it, express it in whichever way. Um, there's kind of a reliability on what has come to pass in order to get to that moment that one must I would say be in that experience of realizing that that took confidence Absolutely. in itself yeah so we've been talking about authenticity confidence and compassion and I've also noticed that you've been doing amazing PR and marketing uh, with your business. You've been on Fox News, I believe, ABC News uh, with GMA3 section of the channel. And you've been talking about compassion and that awareness. Um, tell us tell us about how you got those gigs, first of all, <laughs> amazing gigs and congratulations. Um, and what is it that you spoke about? Thank you. Yeah, no, it was so exciting. Uh, honestly, some of them have just come to me. I, I did have a publicist, a publicist at one point. So if that's something that's in your budget and you know that it will support your business, it doesn't support every business, but if it supports yours, uh, then go and find a way to get make that happen. But some of them have just come to me. You know, I was in publicity for a long time. That was one, that was my first career was public relations. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that for like 13 years. So it's been, it's been a long road. And now uh, I do the kind of work that lends itself to, especially in this moment, such a polarized world that we live in, 
this is a moment where a lot of people are looking for something to help us all find our center again and find our way back to each other. And so the theme of compassionate leadership is often what I end up talking about on, on, uh, on broadcast. Mm -hmm. And what was the other question you asked? You asked, how did I get those? And then you asked something else and I missed it. <laughs> go ahead. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because I've forgotten too. <laughs> okay, good, um, good, good, good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Moved on. Um, and you've got a YouTube channel as well, don't you? What's your YouTube channel? Yeah, I'm actually so excited about that. That's actually, believe it or not, one of the most exciting parts of my business for me because as I mentioned earlier, those of us who are out there in the world are sometimes the most afraid to be seen. And yeah. so my YouTube channel is Magali Renee. It's my name. So M-A-G-A-L-I-E-R-E-N-E. -E. I'm, I'm sure Cristalina is going to have it somewhere on I this. Will. There'll be links. But um, yeah, you'll find me on YouTube. And what I'm talking about there, one, I have a show, uh, a show called The C Word. And it's sometimes I feel like, you know, it's a lot of C words, compassion, confidence, curiosity. This season, we started off season one with compassion and compassionate leadership. So it's a 10 part mini series this season on compassionate leadership. Next season uh, is going to be, we're shooting it at the end of this month and it's going to be, I don't know when it's going to be released quite yet, but that's going to be on confidence. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, find me on YouTube. I also intend, I'm starting on Monday. We're going to be sharing a lot of content and recording content on mindset and on consciousness and on how we can do the things to help us become the people that we really want to be out in this world. So uh, be, do, have, right? How do we be? Yes. Yeah. So I know that, I know Cristalina and I, we, we totally get this because this is one of the, one of the pillars of the work that we did in leadership development and personal development training was recognizing that a lot of times we get really stuck in what we want to have, what we want to mm -hmm. manifest. I want to have a really successful art career or fill in the blank career. I want to be a multimillionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I want to have this, whatever it is that you want to have, right? It could be a relationship, it could be anything. Um, and we get stuck in that. And we believe that we're not going to be okay or enough or happy or sustainable or like good within ourselves until we have those things. But the truth is we really can't have them until we choose to be the person who is ready, open, available, grounded, and ready to have those things. So we be, then we do, and then we have, because we also can't have if we just be. If I just sit around and I wanna be the person who has a successful business and I be the successful artist, I can't just be like will that into, from the ethers, right? I, I mean, I think I have magic tattooed to my arm, so I believe I can do anything. And, you know, you gotta do the work. Yes. So there's the being and then there's the doing is the next step. And then we have. But the thing is, whatever you have is never going to create the joy for you. Mm -hmm. Right. You've got to be the joyful person before you even have the things. You've got to be able mm -hmm. to be that person that draws it in and do mm -hmm. the work that's required to make it happen. So be do have. That's one of the things. Exactly. And, and, you know, for me as an artist, it's even in the doing, I'm being it, I'm recognizing that I'm being it. So I'm actually using, so a lot of creatives do this. I know that a lot of uh, like musicians talk about this or singers and sing, like songwriters, they use their creative talents in songwriting to manifest what they want to experience or what they want to have. Yeah. in their life whatever it may be and I do the same thing actually within my work and I, I think very few people know that <laughs> now quite a few people know that because it's on it's on the podcast um but as I'm doing it I'm also experienced the being element but obviously my being is the doing so you know um you are you know you are what you do sort of thing and yeah, I'm hearing embodiment in that exactly yeah, embodiment. embodiment yeah yeah I'm embodying it and then you know then that ends up being the having it you know which is the product that gets sold etc etc that's right um but yeah you're and again it's such a healthy and wholesome reminder to be to do 
to have. Um, another thing as well that was obviously suggested was um, the four agreements on the transformational program. The four agreements, oh, yeah. the book. Um, I've been rereading it and obviously uh, sometimes I forget, you know, because, you know, I've taken information then I like make space for more information to come in then I forget information that I received (laughs) um or some or somehow I'm actually just in the flow and actually being all of those things you know um being integral with my word the the not taking it personally one is is a hard is a hard one for me I'll be honest tricky one oh my god um but you know um I'm working on it I'm a work in progress like everyone and and um but yeah uh, the other thing as well is if you are feeling disillusioned, high pay listeners in the world about politicians, oh. <laughs> about certain legislations, about things that are going down, you know, things that make you feel down because you're not seeing that in the world. There's that famous quote, and everyone knows it by Mahatma Gandhi, as you know, it's be the change you wish to see in the world. If you can change an element of this world it being your small community your neighborhood your town your village that can have a ripple effect that can expand and actually touch someone's life you have in a way a responsibility to show up in the world and to share your gifts and your talents to the world and if you can touch someone's life with some kindness some acknowledgement um and your your kindness is also a gift too. Um, then that's you being that change. Just simple acts of kindness. And I think we are in a world right now, we're unfortunately in the West, where we've forgotten just basic etiquette, <laughs> like basic principles of kindness. And I see it in the workplace you know uh in the industry that I work in it can be it can be and it has been proven to be unfortunately very abusive and there's an experience that I've been experiencing in the industry where that has happened and I have been let's say quote unquote a victim although I'm not I'm not embodying that victimhood it's just hard it's a hard blow to experience where that's a consistent um apparition that keeps appearing in the industry in the arts um and I think when you meet someone who is in the arts who is in a position of leadership who is not showing that and using their leadership to destroy to control to disempower um then it really makes a difference and that also gives one hope to also step up and step into it as well and I think we do need as a call to arms we need soldiers of love and soldiers of light, I would say. And this is probably my abstract medicine psychic <laughs> um, higher self coming through channeling. But it's so important because there are kids out there. There are younger people out there. There's people that are wanting to share their talents and their gifts and they don't necessarily have positive leadership. And that's where you come in. That's where I come in as well. That's where you come in, um, Magali, with your compassionate um leadership and compassionate awareness with your coaching yeah something something is there's so much coming up out of out of what you shared um i'm hearing another uh element like another core theme that we learned which is if it's to be it's up to me right and and i know a lot of young people in the uk but everywhere in the world but you know have been told at some point that their vote doesn't matter, that their voice doesn't matter, that what they want or what they see being important doesn't matter anyways. And the world is going to happen the way it does. And these politicians are gonna, that is such a crock of crap. Like, and I really believe that is the darkness. Anything that tells us that what we do or say or believe doesn't matter and doesn't hold weight is really and truly the darkness and we get to be the light. And Mm -hmm. whenever you hear that from anyone, even if it's somebody that you admire, just notice that is the darkness because you matter, your voice matters, your thoughts and opinions and work and gifts and skills 
uh, and talents matter. And that is, this leads me to another one. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Oh my God, absolutely. (laughs) The way you do one thing is how you do everything, 100%. Like if you believe that your work or anyone's work of art matters because it's a gift from them, then you should also by default recognize that no matter what the system, the structures, the oppressive, you know, archaic dogma is telling you, your voice matters too. Your opinions mm-hmm. matter too. Your vote matters too. So I just take, I think it, it, it really bleeds out into all areas of our life. There's not one part of you that matters and then another doesn't. It mm-hmm. all matters, right? Mm-hmm. It all matters. So yeah, that just, Absolutely. that just, when you're talking about it. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. And um, it's true. And also obviously having an awareness of your own value, even if no one is, you know, if you're in a situation and in, in, in an environment where no one is acknowledging your value um, with the talents that you have, the gifts that you have, you showing up in the world <laughs> is of value and you have that uniqueness to share. And if no one is telling you and acknowledging that within you, that's in your environment, then it's time to really do some self-reflection and time to write those affirmations and look in the self in the mirror, even create um, a different environment, environment, seek, seek people. It's that classic as well, isn't it? Like go to a cocktail party, go to like an event and go to the most influential person there and talk to them and ask them, (laughs) you know, what's going on. Insert yourself. Yeah. Insert yourself. And uh, you know, that takes a level of risk. It takes a massive leap of faith and courage bit of confidence maybe even if it's self-confidence at the start um but go to the person who who you admire the most and ask yourself why you admire that because most nine out of ten you have those qualities within yourself you know that that person shares and exudes with their own confidence and their own authenticity they are a mirror of who you are and I know it sounds really cliche but it's so true um and most that's why most people um who are you know doing let's say quote unquote successfully and I want to talk about that success um have a similar sort of vibration because they're all attracted to elements of themselves mirroring each each other um tell us also about success the word success is so highly loaded in (laughs) in jobs in life, in career, in the West? Yeah, you know, that's one of the themes of the work that I that I do and the coaching that I deliver is often about identifying what success means. And I support people in identifying what it means to them. Because success may not mean the same for, I don't think it should mean no. the same for me as it does for you because if that's on accident, just happens to be so, then that's great. But if I'm, if I'm molding myself into a version of what you see as success, and I'm just going to use the collective you, right? Society, what society sees as success, that might not be what motivates me. And it might actually be so debilitating for me that I do not then put out the work. I don't actually put my work out into the world because the, de- the definition of success as society's defined it doesn't work for me. And it might be, it might detract from what I'm trying to do. So what's really important is to, I often say, create a generative, create a generative definition of success. Mm-hmm. For me personally, that's a, a combination of the tangible and intangible elements. So tangible, I'm going to give you my definition. Tangible, it's financial. I want to be able to sustain myself financially and I want to make a good amount of money. I want to make a lot of money. That excites me. I'm a Capricorn moon. Like, I love oh, money. Same. Like, yeah, I'm a Capricorn I, rising. You know, I'm all about it. I love it. all the things. Um, <laughs> no problem with the fashion. Like, I love all of it, right? So that's for me. That definitely gets me going. But there's also intangible elements of it. I want to be able to have flexibility of time. 
that's also a Capricorn thing. We're obsessed with time. Oh my right? God, same. Yeah, I want to have flexibility of time. I want to have power over my own life and decisions around how I spend my time. I want to work with cool people. That's an intangible. A tangible, I want to work with this kind of company specific, right? I want to earn this much this month. That's a tangible. An intangible is, you know, I'd like to make sure that I'm in a position to to meet with my friends for dinner once a month, three times a month, whatever that is for you. It is from, that's how it is for me. I want to be able to travel. That's an intangible. It could be a tangible or an intangible. Depends on how you look at it. Um, But, but, you know, the tangible to that is like, okay, I want to earn this or I want to close this many clients, right? So for me, what's generative, oh, and the biggest of all for success is what is the impact it's making? What mm-hmm. kind of impact do you want to make in the world? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? And legacy isn't just the tangible, like the money or the trust fund. Legacy is how you left the people that you connected with. How did you leave this, the people in the world? Did you leave them better, right? Mm-hmm. Better or worse for you having been here on this planet? That's an intangible. Um, and that's what drives me. So success has got to be It's got to be generative, meaning it has to fill you and feed you and motivate you. And if it's depleting you, that's probably not your definition of success. It's got to be personal and individualized to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I love that. Um, Again, making notes, as you can tell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you're obviously highly psychic, like myself as well. Do you feel in an intangible way do you feel like that crosses over in your coaching oh I love this question um you know I think it probably always has I this whole psychic thing I love that we're talking about it um that's gotten stronger and stronger and stronger over the years to the point now where I'll know something upon meeting, seeing someone pass me, I'll know something about them. It's, it's wild, the level to which it's, it's grown. Um, but I believe we all have that, uh, that, that in, in us. And I think, uh, so do I use it in my work? Yes. By default, just because it's part of who I am and every part of who I am is used in everything that I do, be it work related or not. Um, but I do believe, you know, another way to say psychic is like, in tune, tuned mm-hmm. in, tapped in, aware, deeply aware, having an inner knowing, an inner seeing, an inner hearing, being able to listen to what's not being said. A lot of that are elements of being quote unquote psychic, but really it just means you're deeply, deeply aligned. And yes, I use that in my work by default. Um, I don't ever think I purposely call to it unless it's a decision that I need to make. I don't really, I don't purposely tap into it to like connect with people's energy, but I'm an empath. So it happens by default, right? Yeah. Like I'm super empathetic, obviously, because this job that I have <laughs> is an <laughs> empathetic job. It's like the kind of thing that an empath would do for a living. Um, but I'll say <laughs> that we all have access to the sixth sense. And the way that we can, when you're able to, I'm going to bring it to art, when you're able to tap into that as an artist, oh my God, I'm getting like, I have like goosebumps from like my neck down just now, but (laughs) I'm like feeling it in my heart, you know, like when you tune into and tap into the depth of your soul and the soul of the world, the energy that's around you, and you're feeling into those things and you bring that to your work, anyone can do that. And you can do that by being still, by honoring the ebbs, right? By finding your center and by doing that in a very disciplined way. The one thing I do every day is meditate because that's the one thing. It's not the looking at my accounts that gets me the success, believe it or not. It's part of it. But the meditating is the one thing that tunes me in in such a way that then when the opportunity comes, I can even see it. If -hmm. there's a person that crosses my path, I know I'm supposed to talk to them. If there's an idea that I've gotten a download about, I'm supposed to go paint this thing, 
I know exactly what I'm supposed to paint, how I'm supposed to paint, what it's supposed to look like because I'm tuned in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's um, that energetic field of, of being psychic is something we all can tap into. And the more you do it, the stronger it gets. Absolutely resonate <laughs> again. Um, and also I would just want to add my favorite book is The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. I just and read that. I just I, I literally read it or listen to the audiobook at least once or twice a year. Um and it's, it's always I have to interrupt because guess yeah. when I read it last? On my way back from London, the last leg of my trip when I saw you in London. That's oh when I last God. reread the book. It was the only I book. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. And you know, it's it like it always resonates with me in a in a different way each time I re- read or re-listen to it. And it's what's going on in my life at that time. There's like another element that I can't see. And I, I like I um hundred percent Paulo Coelho is an alchemist. He's he's a mystic. And he knows, he knew what he was doing with that book because that book has changed my life and it changes lives. And there's this quote in there, like many quotes, and um, it's where your heart lies, that's where your treasure is. You know, and it's, that's it. You know, where your heart lies, that's where your treasure is. If you're ever feeling lost about anything, where your heart lies, that's where your treasure is. Um, from a pure space, from a pure space. Um, let's go, let's go into the questions now about um the people that you admire. Okay, so normally this time of the episode, I usually ask the high pay guests. Who are your three inspirational people? Oh my gosh, that's so difficult. Um, Because there are so many. I would say the first person who turned me on to spirituality and to how much power I had in my life um, was the author of You Can Heal Your Life, Louise Hay. So that was the first foray I had into any kind of understanding that I had will over, like I could change my life didn't have to happen to me. So Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life, that book, um, she's just epic. She's mm-hmm. since passed, but she's amazing. Um, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Oprah Winfrey because I feel like she's the reason people accept ideas on mindset and spirituality and consciousness as like the norm now, mm-hmm. right? Um, I really feel like that's the value she brought. It's so so deep and wide. Uh, so Oprah would be second. And then, you know, I'm gonna actually say uh, my mother because my I knew mother, you were gonna say that I knew I you didn't know I was gonna say that I knew I was just about to... I had no idea I was gonna say that like <laughs> I, I never mentioned my mom in pot that's weird but I know <laughs> it just came straight up it came through but like yeah my mom because she's so consistent and she's con- she's a consistent nurturer she's a consistent presence and um yeah, there's, there's something about, you know, I've, I've been very flighty the, the majority of my life. Now I'm not, um, it's been a decade now since I've been flighty, but um, I've become such a consistent person because I finally understood the value of what she was instilling in me from when I was really young. And I can now honor the flightiness and the hummingbird in me because I needed to explore and I still get to explore when I want to. Um, and also I honor this consistency and loyalty and just um, the strength that comes out of nurturing um, and also my moral and ethical compass. She's just such, I just, her advice is I used to be twirling my eyes and aggravated by all of it. It's just so real. She's just a sage. 
And mm-hmm. um, she's been psychic and I never really knew until <laughs> now that I am. I'm like, dang, she oh, yeah. knew, you know? Definitely. So, yeah, my mom is awesome. That's my third person. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And I can't believe I haven't met your mama yet. Um, I can't believe it. It's crazy. She's seen your picture though. You uh, might be on our, cause she puts our, the pictures we sent her on our aura. This like this visual slideshow that we have in the kitchen. I bet you're on there. I bet you money. <laughs> Oh god, I'm yeah doing some naughty things. I'm sure. Um, yeah, the shenanigans. The shenanigans. The shenan- yeah, <laughs> the shenanigans. <laughs> when we're together, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, amazing. Thank you for sharing those three beautiful, inspirational people. Um, what would you share to the high pay listeners um, about your three tips and tricks? Um, you're always practicing something. So be very mindful of what you're practicing. That goes with your thoughts. That goes with your behaviors. It goes with your attitude. Um, we can practice, you know, binge watching things that make us really depressed and can have us in comparison to other people, or we can practice, uh, reading things that fill us or being, being around people that fill us. We can practice beating ourselves up or we can practice, building ourselves up it's really a choice and it requires devotion um but yeah we're always practicing something that's one second tip would be why oh this is this is a book title by mindy kaling i think which is why not me why not me you know we make up all these stories and this is for that person over there and that level of success is for that person and it's this happened to them because they had this leg up and that that, 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 that. that's all nonsense like at the, that's all a story, right? We're meaning making machines. So why not me? If you see it in another person, you see that success, you see that glimmer, you see that light that's in you. And that's why you can spot it, uh, which is what Cristalina was talking about earlier. So why not me? Uh, third, the third one, um, oh, this one is easy. Practice loving yourself. Like love yourself anyway. You know, you've got your issues, your problems, your trauma, your drama, your, your laziness in moments, your, whatever those negatives are, right. We all have those weaknesses, um, and love yourself anyways, just see what's possible. If you were to practice that. Making notes. (laughs) Um, oh, I love you so much. Um, I've got one last this is filling my soul this is this is our super soul sunday as well we're recording on a sunday um yeah we we've we've got to do more of this i think uh and if you would like me on you know oh on your youtube yeah that's done it's happening it is it is and so it is (laughs) and so it is um but yeah it's true you know high pay listeners just generally surround yourself with people that you love and care for and that they reciprocate that too and and lift you up and hype you up you know community is so important um okay lastly what would your word of wisdom be to the high pay listeners Mm, does it need to be one word no it can be one or many words Yeah, this is this actually came up. I don't know why it came up at the beginning of this. And it's just been floating through my mind. Um, I think it's a Jay-Z lyric and it's a Dave Matthews lyric. Oh, no, not Jay-Z. It's a Kanye West. I know he's controversial, y'all. Don't <laughs> don't get into it. Let's just bypass all that for the moment. And then it's also a Dave Matthews lyric. Um, and it's also a quote by someone I can't remember. But if but reach for the stars. And if you fall, you land on a cloud. I think as creatives, we often, you know, if we see ourselves as creative and not as like titans of industry, we can diminish what we reach for. We can think small. We can keep ourselves, our dreaming. We like put a cap on our dreams and no to that, like blow it wide open open, you know, go so far beyond and outside of what you would normally think is possible for your life. And if by some odd chance you don't reach it, because I'm telling you, if you set the intention, it's happening. Um, And so it is, like I just said, but if by some chance it doesn't happen in the way that you foresee it happening, you're going to land 
somewhere up there, man. And you're going to still be stunned by what's created. So this or better, you know, reach for the stars or, uh, and if you fall, you land on a cloud. I love that. Um, beautiful making notes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally, you won't but see she... this all you listeners, but she's literally making notes. <laughs> Got like three or four, wait, four page, wait, five, six pages. Um, like homegirl so this is really funny (laughs) I love it that's such an acknowledgement for me I love you so dearly and I feel so like seen you know by you so thank you for that well I see you and I appreciate you and I'm so grateful that you came to hype a um thank you so much and I'd love to see you soon as well wherever it may be in the world no I'm back in England you're welcome to come over as well to the countryside in England um So that's it on this episode, Hype listeners. We hope you like the episode here on Hype. Make sure to follow us on Hype Voices on Instagram, far and wide. We've ranked 38 in Lebanon, which was amazing news. Really cool, very interesting. Uh, love that. And follow us on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Make sure to also leave a review on those platforms, please. Let us know your thoughts by sending us a message on Instagram, on High Pay Voices. Share your suggestions as well and insights too. Our episodes drop every Thursday. Last Thursday, we had a break, but they drop every Thursday. We're closing out the season very, very soon on season two. Thank you and see you in the next episode with another inspiring and exciting inspirational guest. Thank you so much and ciao for now.